Hey, what up, everybody? It's Crunkfish. What's up? That's Nick and Aaron. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be just hollering at you guys tonight about, I don't know, just some different topics that are on our mind. Um, Nick, I think you got something that, that you kind of wanted to get into tonight, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm, I'm going to just, I'll get it started off with, I don't know how long we'll stick on this subject, but something that really stuck in my craw the other day. Okay. Is that like... What's a craw? That's your brain? I don't freaking know what a craw is. Okay, oh. so... Whatever. I, if I had a craw, it was stuck in there. Yeah. I'm I'm reading Yahoo News, which I think we can probably throw out to everybody. This is no surprise. Yahoo is probably not a universally respected news outlet. <laughs> yeah. um, it's known for its high end uh, uh, yeah. search search engine. That's right. That's it's right. A number one search engine. Yeah. Engine. Number one. <laughs> right. My God. Okay. That's a whole other topic in itself. So the so um, the other day I'm perusing Yahoo, and, and just yeah. to be honest, that's like my it's kind of my go-to if I at all I'm interested in seeing what's going on in pop culture. Yeah. Okay. I don't spend a ton of time online anyway with like pop culture stuff, but I, I jump on Yahoo and there's this article that, that jumps out to me and I don't know if you saw this one, Nick, um, but it's about a woman who was in prison in Dubai recently with her three-year-old for like three or four days. Did you see that? Uh, you told me about it on the phone. Did I? Did I? Yeah. Okay. And and so I'm reading this article and the headline of the article is. Woman imprisoned in Dubai for drinking wine. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I know other countries are like, they have some more strict laws and maybe yeah. we have here and stuff. But that, I was like, well, I got to read this thing. So no, I read no the No partying in Dubai. Yeah, no partying in Dubai, apparently. And so I, I, I read this article, which I don't know, that's probably strike one is that I read a Yahoo News article. <laughs> yeah. um, I was like, that's bullshit. Yeah. I wanted to go to Dubai next week. I was going to drink all the wine I could the drink. Hell? And, and so, and <laughs> I wasn't really, but I wanted the option. That, that's the whole thing. I just want the freedom to yeah. entertain the notion of going <laughs> yeah, to Dubai. Dubai and, and they're ruining it for me. <laughs> yeah. um, and so as I'm, I'm, I'm getting this article and this lady, and it's like, it's graphic. It's like, your three-year-old daughter and they were in this Dubai prison for three or four days which oh, just saying Dubai prison sounds bad yeah imagine there's like rats involved right they're probably eating rats literally the article the woman <laughs> saying her daughter had to take a piss and a shit on the floor yeah, and I'm yeah. thinking and there she's crying and you yeah, know yeah. What, what, mommy where's the bathroom and you can so you can picture all this stuff right right and so of course you're getting like fired up like what? Yeah. This woman had a glass of wine on the plane yeah. and they arrested her. At and they the gave it to her. And they gave it to They're her. Like, so, psych, go to yeah. jail, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> what is going on? And so I read this article. I'm, I'm like kind of flustered. I'm like, this is, but yeah. so the best part yeah. of Yahoo News articles right. is the stuff that people write, right? The blog responses. Right, right. Or the trolls, so to speak. The, yes, the trolls. So I start reading some of the, some of the stuff is great, and sometimes yeah. you know I, it reminds me why I don't spend a lot of time on Yahoo News. Yeah. But but uh, anyway, I wanted to ask your opinion on this because as I start to get into the the troll posts, I actually see some people making sense on there, and what, what I see is a number of people had actually seen this story on other news outlets. Yeah. So they actually knew the whole story. Right. And the whole story is that the lady shows up at the airport with an invalid passport. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the security guard in Dubai, the, the, the military guy, I guess, from yeah. the Dubai government, calls her on it, yeah. and then asks her if she's drunk a glass of wine, because she's, she's acting a little funny. She's a little tipsy. She's tipsy. She pulls out her cell phone uh -huh. and begins videotaping the exchange. Right. Yeah, yeah. So what they did is they actually arrested her because it's illegal to videotape a government agent right. in Dubai. Yeah. So she was in jail for that. She was, she was like, you know my rights. I can videotape police officer. Right. It's America. Right. But it's so, not America. Yes. And so I there, there's 
And there's totally that thing that we could totally even get into about like Dubai versus America and all of that. Yeah. Or, or cultural adaptation, like like you know you're going to another country and you and yeah, like there's maybe the wine drinking rule sounds crazy, but there's gonna be culturally different rules. Yes, there's stuff that we do here that other people in other countries think is batshit crazy. Yeah, yeah. And we do it and we exercise our freedoms with it. Yeah, whatever. And vice versa. Vice versa. And so I so so and I'm uh, definitely we can talk about that, but what I wanna really ask your opinion on was this. Yeah. As I'm reading the responses, like I said, there was a couple intelligible ones. Mm -hmm. The vast majority, and I mean like 95%, were so racist, anti-Muslim. Like, yeah. like this article like fueled this whole like, that's yeah. why you don't go to Muslim countries and like right. this whole thing. And I'm sitting here going, that's not even what happened. Right, right. And so my question is like, I guess all that to say, does the media... Right. Have an ethical responsibility mm -hmm. to like, I don't know, report all the facts. Right. And like not incite, I don't know, racial hatred or something. Like yeah, I mean, yeah. I just felt like, you know, it wasn't that story wasn't even remotely true. It had nothing yeah. to do with the glass of wine at all. Yeah. Or like the idea that you have a title a a, a title of a, a article that yeah, it creates a guttural response. And you're like, that's bullshit. And you read the article, it's actually nothing. Which also Yahoo yeah. is famous for. Right, right. While it's we're like at a it. clickbait yeah. sort of thing. Total clickbait and what, thing. what happens is people respond to it without reading the article because yeah. a page and a half of reading, yeah. I don't got time for that shit. And this I'm is a super detailed it. article. They just right. leave out all the parts right. about the fact that she had an invalid passport right. or that she started videotaping a government agent. Which, yeah. I mean, come on. Like, just common sense what country do we really think outside of the U.S. we could start videotaping somebody in the military or a government agent oh, and yeah. they would be okay with it? Yeah, yeah. I don't know any of them. Right? Um, so social pressure's got this lady out of jail and whatever and, you know, and, and all this kind of... But I don't know. What, what's your thought on that? Like, I had somebody the other day tell me, look, the media doesn't have any ethical responsibility. And I thought, you know, I actually have never... I, I've never worked in the media. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, is it... Is it even possible that we would have professions that we would let off the hook of having any ethical responsibility? So I want to make a comparison here, and it might be a little bit, uh, it might be a little off. But like, so you know when, uh, when, when there's kids and and there's a kid who's sort of vulnerable and reactive, and then another kid comes and starts bullying him, and then he gets defensive and cries and responds, and so the bully sees, oh, this kid's gonna react how I want him to, so I'm gonna continue bullying him. But then when the kid sort of disengages and is like, ah, whatever you say, I don't really care, then the bully moves on. And I think it's sort of the, the same, a little bit of a stretch, but the media knows that if we react, it can continue doing it. But if there's no reaction, then the media is going to have to go back to old tricks. But the media wants the, it wants the attention, and so it knows that people are going to overreact, and then that's all they, they just need the money. They don't need the... So, like, literally taking that clickbait thing you're saying out to the extreme for the point where we would actually write an entire... Not even a title, mm -hmm. but an entire article that's maybe even intentionally misleading mm -hmm. to cause a ruckus. Oh, yeah. And, and but, I mean, is the same... So, is it the, the, the media's responsibility to make accurate news when they have the freedom not to? Or is it our responsibility to not be uh, crazy uh, racists when we see something like that? Yes. So if there weren't crazy racists overreacting to clickbait, then there would be clickbait. So I don't know what is yes. the, the bigger problem. It's easier to blame media because they're smaller, and they're and they're you know and they're they're more deliberate. Whereas okay. a thousand spread out racists are sort of hard to control. Yes, and don't get me wrong. As I'm reading those trolls, I'm just yeah. like, and and I'm pack, and then when then when I see the real facts of the article or the or the situation, I'm like, yeah. 
Now you, you, you're proven to be even more idiotic because you're getting all worked up about the race of uh, nationality of people and then the facts weren't even and true. And now you're angry when you didn't even care. Yeah. You're like, why in Dubai? I'm never going in that place. Who gives a shit? And right. now since you're talking about Muslims, you're like, wait a second. Yeah. Like, don't go against Muslims. And then now we're upset and we're right. involved and, right. and, and, and nothing about the story ever even Right, because my temptation, right, then would be to, like, if I'm going to then troll or blog, yeah, yeah, yeah. to fire back at those anti-Muslim yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, you're going to stand or, up for them. Whatever. And so I guess I see what you're saying in terms of, like, it just gets the clicks, it gets the looks, it gets the money. Um, and the job, obviously, is to sell advertising revenue. Yeah. I totally get that. So on one level, though, I guess I feel like if I was Muslim yeah. and I'm and I'm not, and I read that, I I would be pretty pissed at Yahoo. Yeah, I would just be sad, but I mean, yeah, I guess so. I think, but I think there's so much, uh, there's so much anti-Muslim or anti-Islam stuff out there that I imagine people who are Muslim are just sad at the racism. But same with other races that experience that. Certainly Yahoo didn't start it, sure. Right. You know, when when people when slavery was, you know, ended, the the people they weren't angry, right? But I think that they were sad. I think there was sadness, but there wasn't this reactiveness. When which people, people just people uh the the African slaves, uh-huh. right? They just wanted it to go away. They they, they yeah, wanted yeah. they wanted to be accepted. And I think it's really sadness that comes and not necessarily... I mean, we get angry, but it's not because we're the focus. Well, it's interesting you say that. And, and Maybe I'm overgeneralizing. No, well, actually, and this is probably way more interesting than the Yahoo media topic, <laughs> to be honest. So yeah. we'll just roll with this, bro. But like, yeah. that brings up a really interesting point because here's something I would throw out there. Yeah. Actually, I want to go back to the Yahoo thing for okay, one quick second. Let's do it. I do agree. I think there's more culpability on us. It is harder. It's going to require work. Yeah. But... I, for example, read the blogs and saw then through the trolls' comments and stuff the other facts and yeah. was able to educate myself as to the truth. Right. That was your responsibility. My responsibility to do that. Totally get that. Yeah. I would just say this. That was a reaction to stimuli. Yeah. In other words, me even reading that and doing that work was a reaction to someone putting some bullshit out there in the first yeah. place. And so all I would say about Yahoo is, okay, fine. Maybe yeah. they don't have any ethical responsibility but they be putting out some bullshit, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like for upstanding citizens like you, it triggers you to pursue the truth and 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 push it. But for people, a lot of people, it's just an it's just a venue for them to spit Well, hate to be you. honest, in all honesty, like I read the article thinking, wow, yeah. this is pretty cray cray. A woman spent yeah. time in jail over a glass of what wine. What is the world coming to? Yeah, I was a little bit like, <laughs> wow, even Dubai is not a little strict for you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. And um, anyway, um, but to, to okay to your point about the, yeah. the slavery because. I think probably just in terms of interest and passion. Yeah. I mean, this would be this is way more down our alley than Yahoo News. Yeah. And I would just say that I think that you have a really cool point, a really yeah. cool point about the fact that that the slave's perspective would have been one of like, we want to move on from yeah. life and, and whatever. But let me ask you this: as generations got time to even approach something. Mm-hmm. That we would even call a semblance of yeah. healing, right, and understanding yeah. to what they had actually been put through, yeah, right, right. You see a lot more anger now. 
Well, you know, when somebody when somebody loses a loved one, they go through stages of grief. Yeah. And one of those stages is anger. Yeah. You know, and that's like one of the, the that's one of the closer to the result. It was anger, and then um, I think it's closure. I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. But this could be like a cultural sort of phenomenon, like this large scale grieving process. Yeah. That this community and all of the sub communities it affects are going through, and now are sort of coming together on the anger phase. Yeah. So. Maybe it's just it's just a part of the healing process. Like I don't I hope that doesn't sound crass. No, I actually think that's really good. In fact, I let's take a quick break. Okay. Um, and give people a chance to whatever run off to the restroom or I guess whatever that they, they they feel like they need to do. Um, I uh, I will just say when we come back, I I want to pick back up with what you're talking about in terms of healing. Okay. And I know we got some other stuff we were talking about getting in tonight, but I, I think that's some good stuff. Okay. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to, so let's, uh, we'll be back. All right. Yo, 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 what's up, what's up? Coming back at you with the Crunkfish Podcast. Just to clarify, Crunkfish is the name of our podcast. That's what it is called. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are experimenting yeah. with titles. I think Crunkfish is just a, a, a great embodiment of what we're trying to do. It's, it's straightforward. It, clearly, you understand what it means. But we're still working on that. We're still working on how, how it's going to tie in. Yeah, um, honestly, I just, the word's badass, so yeah. we're crunkfish so until crunk somebody fish. makes us change it. No, no one's going to make us change that's it. That's right, that's right. Crunkfish till the yeah. day we die. Yeah. Um, leading back into what you were talking about, yeah. and and I don't think it was crass at all. I think, to, to be honest, I think, I, well, like anything else, the whole reason we're even doing this stuff, right, is if we can, if we can be unafraid to have certain conversations. Yeah. It's just going to be good for people. Right. right. And we can, you know, ideally, I know for you and I both, um, we believe that the human spirit needs yeah. some healing. Yeah. And, um, and so maybe having some of these conversations, um, is a way that, that that can happen for, for everybody. And so, uh, I don't think it's crass at all. I, I, I do think that, that, that there's healing that needs to happen, not just from African Americans that were enslaved. Right. I mean, that is a, I mean, that in of itself itself is is enough to focus on in terms of the need for healing. Yeah. But I mean, King talked about this. Martin Luther King talked about this. Uh, the slave owner, mm -hmm. their soul is damaged too. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying people are going to line up to feel sorry for them in the same way. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's a different dynamic. There yeah. is no doubt about that. But if we believe for a second. That the country wasn't harmed by slavery. Oh, yeah. That our humanity didn't take a hit. Yeah. That the way we see and understand love and compassion and how we get along yeah. as a people right. wasn't just 
torn apart by the institution of slavery. We got another thing coming. Right. And so you're exactly right. Absolutely, there needs to be healing for the people yeah. that were directly affected by that. There needs to be some healing and some come to Jesus moments for the people that are indirectly affected by that as well. For sure. It was it was traumatizing for us as a nation. As a nation. Um, and I agree with you. I think we are going through probably stages of grief and we haven't completely healed from that. No. I think we're kidding ourselves. And I, I think there are segments of the population that would say, haven't we talked about this enough? <laughs> haven't we healed from this? Don't we need to move on? To your point, there yeah. are stages of grief, and right. at no point is it ever responsible to rush one of them. No, no, no. And if we as a people right now are dealing with the anger phase, yeah. then let's be angry. Let's be angry. And let's be where we're at and let's where our honest. feet are at. And let's be honest about that. And let's yeah. be honest. And, right? Because yeah. we're never going to get through the anger phase if we can't be honest that that's where we're at. Right, right. So yeah. I, I, think that's a, I just think it's a great point you bring up, man. And I think if we talked about it more... And allowed ourselves through the culture to hear mm -hmm. that people are angry and not, and that cannot, it's not a personal indictment upon me. Right. Just because I happen to be a Caucasian dude. Yeah. If an African American is, is, is looking at this and, and, and is angry about it. Yeah. That's not a personal indictment on me. Oh no, of course not. Right. Now, what kind of person am I, though, that wouldn't allow someone else to actually go through a stage of grief right. and that for my comfortability, sure. I would be like, come on, step it up. Yeah. Haven't you healed yet? My guilt, more like. Yeah, like, or my guilt, or I don't want to look at this. So come on, we, we need to move on. We haven't right. healed from this. What, what do we need to have reparations for everything? I mean, <laughs> for crying out loud. For sure, yeah. And, and why wouldn't that make somebody more angry? It does, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, so, it's like, uh, you know, you're experiencing these symptoms, you're experiencing this grief, and then you're told that you're wrong, you're told that it's not merited, and that's, you know. Yeah. And so you're just going to you become defensive about it, and then you unfortunately are mixing these healthy, you know, community resolution with sort of sort of this, you know, defensiveness response to, Yeah. I don't know. No, I, I agree. It's complicated, you. dude. It is complicated. I agree with you. I think that there's a, there is for humanity, there is the possibility of resolution. Yeah. I think you and I, right, would both tell people we believe in resolution. We believe that reconciliation right. is possible. Oh, yeah. You start telling someone they don't have a right to an emotion. Oh, Whether yeah. it makes sense to you or not. For sure. And any chance of them getting to the other side of that emotion right out the freaking window. <laughs> the thought police. Yeah, there you go. There you go, right? So, um, yeah, man, that's, that's good stuff. Um, which actually, I mean, we're kind of talk, talking about cultural stuff. Yeah. I mean, you want to segue into? Let's do it. All right. Let's talk what, about. Yeah. What do you? What? It you, sounds like yeah. you said you want to talk about Jesus. I'm always there Let's to talk it. about Let's Jesus. Talk about but you had some kind of specific yeah. that was on your heart about Jesus. I've been so chewing on. I've been chewing on Matthew 19 for like months, and I think that I don't. I think it might be a little bit volatile for church, at least in a way that I'm thinking of and I think it might fit the crunkfish. I was about to say that's exactly what crunkfish is. That's what crunkfish for, is right? for, it's right? It's too volatile. Full of and I think it's unfair because, you know, when you look at things in the Bible, you look at topics, you know, we have our past and our life and our history that we use as a context. And so when you hear somebody talk about let's talk about divorce, us as as as, as Americans or as a human, we are affected by divorce. And so a verse about how Jesus is saying you shouldn't divorce is almost cruel to talk about in church. And and I think if you got into mm -hmm. that's got, a good point when yeah. you have a fifty five percent divorce rate. Right. And so what are you saying? You're saying that Jesus is saying I shouldn't I already divorced, it's too late. What am I supposed to do, right? But if you look at the scripture, it's not what he's talking about. Okay. But but you have to start there. So, and actually, ironically, and I don't want to go into too much detail about this, what got me interested in Matthew 19 was a Facebook post, 
right? Another another great resource for news. Yes. And uh, and it was a, a Christian person. And societal health, by societal. the way. <laughs> Facebook promotes societal, societal health. Societal health, yes. And community reconciliation, That's right. ideally. That's right. So in, 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 in the power of community reconciliation, <laughs> a Christian guy posted about his, how he was upset that Christians are beginning to accept the idea that gay marriage may not be a sin, okay? And I don't want to talk about that anymore, necessarily, because that's too much topic, right? <laughs> Somebody in the uh, in the comments said that Jesus was against homosexuality, maybe in general or marriage, I don't remember, and I challenged her how, and she gave me Matthew 19, which at one point Jesus talks about how a man shall, uh, 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 a man shall leave his father and mother and shall cleave to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh, right? Okay. Okay. Because he's talking about a man and a woman, yes. he's not acknowledging any other options, clearly he's against homosexual marriage, which ignores the context of the scripture altogether. Okay, hold on. Before right. we get to the context of the scripture, because I want you to, I want you to enlighten our, our audience. If, yep. Assuming we open have, eyes, assuming that we have one, as soon as they um, still turn it off right there. That's yep. right. That's right. <laughs> so, so I, definitely, you need space to get into that. But I just want to make sure that I'm getting the first part of this right. Okay. Somebody posted something. Yeah. You commented on it. Yeah. They then responded to your comment with what they thought would be proof. Yes. And their you scripture the back of their comment. Their proof of the existence of something. Yes. Was the lack of non-existence. Yes. Oh, Do I have that right? You got that right. That's it, man. Because this exists, this this cannot exist. Okay. I so love there's that. nothing in the. Uh, okay. You know what? I I don't want to take us down that road, it's but so I just want to make sure that I was getting. Okay. Because that, that in, and of itself, in of itself starts to make my brain hurt. Yeah. That someone could prove the existence of something yeah. simply by the non-existence of something else completely unrelated. I love it. That's so good. That's trippy to me. That's trippy. But that was this lady, so go ahead. And, but here's, here's the self Here's the... Here's and by the, the way, I'm not giving an opinion yeah. one way or the other. Yeah. I'm simply making sure... Yeah. Okay, all right. And here's, yeah. my, here's what I came across. Here's my personal consequence, my hypocrisy. I was ready to go down. And I even said, isn't that scripture about divorce? And then whatever. And she was very nice, so it wasn't like it was you know, non-cordial. But the truth yeah. was, I was not equipped to talk about the context of Matthew 19. Okay. I was okay. absolutely ill-equipped. I was right. looking at it thinking, if I decided to start trying to interpret this scripture, I would just be making shit up. So the most thing, the, the, all you really could do is politely say, okay, ma'am, if you say so. Yeah. <laughs> well, I thought it was about divorce, but you know what? I, I, I honestly can't say that I have okay. a better understanding okay. than you do on it. So, I love your humility, bro. Yeah. So I started to study it out, uh, um, and I, I read uh, some, um, I read some uh, a cultural, uh, um, you know, uh, commentaries on it, and I just needed to chew on it for a long time. So I'm so happy I'm going to start talking about it. So to understand Matthew 19, right, and you have to kind of understand two things. One, well, maybe even three things. So the first thing is that the scripture is written in high context writing, right? So it's written by Mediterranean Jews, you know, in, in the days of old to other Mediterranean Jews in the days of old with very little variation. They got it. They knew the culture. They knew what things meant. They didn't have to say, and then Jesus moved his right foot forward and put it down on the ground. Okay, right? Nick, you are really throwing me for a loop right okay. now. Because what you're saying to yeah. me is that when I'm reading a letter oh, man. that was written to somebody else, yeah. it would do me well to know who wrote it, yeah. who they wrote it to, Yes. Maybe even the context of what was going on when they wrote it. I might be subtly suggesting that, that all of those things might actually help me determine why they wrote it in the first place. Yes. Wow. Wow. Okay. 
So that's what I'll bite. Continue. Okay. Don't have to buy it. You don't have to believe me. Just no. buy it. Just in a little faith. Yeah, yeah. So point number one. Number, point number two, you have to understand um, the, 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 some of the basic cultural things of the time. Number three, you have to understand antiquitous marriage, especially Jewish marriage, especially Israeli marriage. Okay? So we can talk about, uh, let's talk about marriage first. And so marriage in antiquity, marriage, marriage in this time of the Bible would have been for two primary reasons. The first reason would have been 90% of these people are agriculturalists. They're farming on land. Maybe it's theirs, maybe they're leasing it out. They're probably relatively poor. They need workers, they need babies. Yeah. They need procreation, they need, they need a man and a woman, which were meant together to bring babies. They needed workers, okay? Is, I mean, when settlers were settling in the United States, right, and they were going out with Manifest Destiny and claiming land, right. one of the reasons they were popping out babies, right? More mm-hmm. babies to help me work the land. They needed babies. Yeah. And yeah. then the other thing, so you get a little boy that can grow up and they can help farm, you get a little girl, and then they can go marry somebody in a family who will probably pay you some money, yeah. and reason number two, maybe even more importantly, create a cultural, familial, even political alliance with somebody. Okay, right. my agricultural piece of land that I'm leasing is right here. Yours is right here. One of us gets a famine, doesn't get a, get a, a can't feed our family. We go kill you and eat your food. Or what if you married my, what if your daughter married my son? We'd become family. And then during droughts, we just take care of each other. Yeah. We create an alliance. Yes. Solomon, right? Yeah. Slaying badge on the reg. Yeah. Or did you just have a thousand alliances? Yeah. There's a thousand different countries that weren't going to kill Israel today. Yeah. That makes right. sense. That's totally right. Yeah. So well, actually, break. Can you break that down for people that don't really get Solomon or don't like? He, I don't know. It, right. Just he yeah. had a massive amount of concubines. Yeah. Three hundred wives, seven hundred concubines. Yeah. So a thousand women in his life. A thousand different countries that weren't going to kill him because they created alliances. Bam. Of marriage. Right. As opposed to he was just a super horny dude. Yeah. <laughs> With a thousand different With tastes. With a thousand different tastes. No, like knee deep in the he, puss. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. <laughs> good. No, this is good. This yeah, is yeah, yeah. this is real context. Okay. 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 Yeah. And so um, so uh, a woman would have uh, uh, a Jewish couple would have been married. The woman would have joined the the man in his family's house the man would have built them a little room for them to live in okay she would have been a stranger in her home she would have been welcomed she would have been powerless she would have engaged in the 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 female tasks she would not have been close to her husband okay she would have when she had a son then her needs would have been her she would have been advocated for through the male the male offspring they would have been very close the son would have advocated for her mom and she would sort of speak to the family and and, and not control is not the right word but influence the family through her son a mother and a son were very very close the oh, closest mm. the closest male female relationship you would have at this time second closest female male relationship would have been a brother and a sister okay they would have been raised together as children before they would have been separated into male and female tasks they would have all been very very close. A man and a woman as a wife and husband back then would not have been close. Okay, there you go. There's the antiquitous marriage in a nutshell. The second thing to understand, and it's a little bit off topic, we'll bring them back together, is um, this is a limited good society. If I, you, you needed to have as much as you, you needed to have what you needed to know more. If I had extra, they, they perceived that as me stealing from yeah. somebody who didn't have enough. Literally stealing. That's why tax collectors were all bad. They all had extra. They were liter- not like in our perspective going and taking the money, but in their cultural perspective had stolen that money indirectly yeah. because people, some people didn't have enough. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The same thing was true with honor and shame. Honor and shame was limited. Right. If I was honored in an interaction between us, you were ashamed. Okay? That's why Jesus' hometown didn't really like him around, because he was so well honored, they perceived that as taking honor from them. Yeah. And they were in shame, right? So Ooh, 
Woo. Heavy stuff. So rabbis or lawyers or people, masters of law would have essentially been walking around challenging each other in a challenge repost like a fencing match yeah. to try to garnish honor. There's probably right. was, there probably was a functional component to there because if I was honored, maybe I would have better followers who maybe would finance things more, right? right? We know Jesus's followers help finance things. So there probably was a practical element. Also probably honor. There's not a lot of resources. So honor was well, one of the resources. Why was it a big deal when John the Baptist said, no, 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 no. don't follow me anymore. Follow him. Huge deal. Huge deal, right? Cause, because cause, he was cause, giving up his honor. People might feel even John the Baptist at the time was even Jesus's rabbi. So him doing that yes. to one of the followers would yes. have been huge, huge deal broken every cultural paradigm and he would have a shame to himself yes he would have embraced the shame mind-blowing never heard literally of. when john says no 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 less of me and more of him he's talking about on every level here's my honor yep take it yep i don't want it yep there's crazy it. yes mind-blowing crazy yes so which by the way we're talking about a guy who had no honor to begin with right sure. who came out of the woods basically with bugs in yeah. his teeth right gains a bunch of honor and then gives it away gives it away like that Whoo! anyway so, so, so this initial statement, and I'm talking about uh, when we're going straight to Matthew 19, uh, I guess we're talking about three, um, the uh, Pharisee comes to him and says, um, uh, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any cause at all? Oh, he's gotten a phone call. Uh, so any cause at all. So um, this, you can, you can read in context all you want, but this would have been, divorce would have been a hot topic back then. Okay. And he wouldn't have been doing this in their house. He would have been doing this in public, possibly right. when Jesus was teaching. Right. So when you and me are at church, right, and Andrew is teaching, if I decided to stand up and say, oh, pastor, pastor, what say you? And like, what say you about? And like everybody pauses yeah. and probably a cultural equivalent, ironically, would have been gay marriage, right? Yeah. It would have yeah. been a lose-lose for our pastor, Andrew, right? Because yeah. yeah. probably even as cohesive as our group is, probably we're, pretty, we're still pretty split on that topic. Yeah. So no matter what opinion he gave, even if he was wishy-washy, didn't give an opinion, yeah. that people would have still been pissed off, right? Yeah. Yeah. People, so that's what he was trying to do with Jesus. A divisive topic that he was saying, teacher, teacher, tell me what say you, and then about divorce, yeah. and then everybody like, oh, yeah. what is he going to say? Jesus is finally, because if Jesus doesn't matter what he says, he's going to lose his followers. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be shamed. Yeah. So Jesus retorts, he doesn't say, he doesn't take the high road and say, look, man, I'm not trying to do this in public right now. Let's be real, right? He engages the culture because you, you understand that in order to change the culture, you can't deviate from the culture 100%. He engages okay. the culture in, 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 a, in a wonderful repost, in a wonderful, in a, in a, in a great um, um, insulting manner. He says, haven't you not read that he who has created them from the beginning made them male and female? So he's quoting Genesis, which this lawyer would have learned in his first year of school, probably when he was five. So Jesus is essentially saying, didn't you even go to kindergarten? Haven't you ever gone to the basic core class? Didn't you even read Genesis 1? Yeah. Right? It would have yeah. been a wonderful, wonderful insult. Yeah. And, and so he's saying that the one man and one woman would cleave and they would become one flesh. What is he talking about with the one flesh? He's talking about relation. Right? He's talking about being related, literally. Yeah. You're talking about you want to divorce your wife? Okay. Well, I'm telling your wife is related to you. Do you want to divorce your mom? 
They were very close to their mothers. Do you want to divorce your sister? Yeah. That's what he's trying to associate, that cultural connection. They wouldn't even thought of that, right? They wouldn't even fathom that. The most dishonorable thing in the world would be not to take care of your mom or not sister. Not to give mom or yeah. sister, yeah. So he's challenging that. So, but here's the cultural difference between divorce, right? Divorce wasn't a separation between one person and one person. This was a collectivistic society that yes. engaged in communities and in families. Yes. Ooh, this would have been casting. a divorce of families. Yeah, yeah. And they would have had conflict and with a fight. And now instead of the next drought season, we take care of each other. I'm just going to go ahead and kill you and take your thing because you just divorced my, my daughter anyways. Right. And now I can't do anything with her because right. she's essentially, you know, defiled right. by your by your son. Right. And now they're divorced and she's shamed and we're right. shamed. So fuck you. Let me kill you and take all your food. Right. Absolutely. It's it, it, that separation from yeah. the person who was, who was asking for it or wanting it or yeah. dr the driving force behind that separation. It wasn't, like you said, just a separation. Like today, we would even maybe look at divorce as, like, as a freedom step. Sure. This was a casting out yeah. and a casting down, a right. casting away yeah. of another person. Yes. Right? You, yeah, you're doing right. You married my daughter, yeah. and now you want to divorce her. You're, you're, you're literally saying to this collectivist society, yeah. she wasn't worthy to be married in the first place. Yep. What a statement that is. So Jesus was saying not that I think divorce is harmful to the family or the children, which I'm a child of divorce. It was very harmful. So I'm not yeah. making a blanket statement about divorce. My personal experience was very, it was very harmful. Yeah. But, but I'm not saying it wasn't necessary. It's very, it's very messy. Jesus had no, he was, had, it would have not been useful for him to address 2018 divorce, right? Yeah. He would address and tickle to divorce. And he would say, I just don't want you to kill each other anymore. I do not want the conflict. Yeah. Whatever builds conflict, I do not endorse. Yeah. And so you, if you would not do that to your own mom, you know, why would you do it to your own wife? So then we have to talk about why they would. So they talk about, I don't know where, I'm not going to follow it. But okay, so it's because of your hardness of heart, Moses permitted you to divorce your wives from the beginning. It has not been this way. So why would have Moses permitted divorce? The, the alternative back then would have been stoning, right? Because the man, right? So you're looking at a dishonor situation. So if the woman is commits adultery, not she doesn't commit adultery. If another man commits adultery with your wife to dishonor you, yeah. the law says to stone her. Yeah. And Moses didn't want them to stone each other. So he said, you can just divorce her so you don't have to stone her. Yeah. Now you keep in mind that back then it wasn't like these women are like, yeah, I really want to have sex. That sounds great. They understand the consequences. I imagine it was probably more like getting raped. Yeah. So a man would come and rape someone's right. wife right. to dishonor him, right. which is really what this antiquitical meaning of, of adultery would have been. Right. Okay. And then they would have said, well, we need to stone the wife now because we've been dishonored and we need to do something to regain that honor, which would have been called wrath. And so Moses was like, wait, uh, just divorce her. Right. Yeah. But nowadays in, the, in this time, Romans were all around, right? The Roman, they're on the Roman law. Roman law said that the Jews can't kill each other. They kind of have to go through them. So this stoning scenario didn't exist, but the divorce still existed. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, um, so when the disciples here say, um, well, let me see. So, um, let's see. Want to take a pause? Yeah. Let's take a break. All right. We'll take, we'll take a break. Um, and then, uh, we'll come back and we'll, let's, let's hit some final thoughts. Let's stick on the Matthew 19 thing and let's okay. wrap up with some thoughts on that. So, sure. uh, we'll be back in just a few. Go. Yeah, dude. It's a bomb. Oh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. All right, hey, we're back. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start kind of wrapping up here. But you had br been bringing up some really cool points mm. just in terms of context. 
Matthew 19 out of scripture, just to, if anybody's kind of just jumping in. Yeah. Talking about Matthew 19 in context, this challenge that the people have put out to Jesus on whether or not divorce, divorce is lawful. Yeah. Right? He, he references the context of Moses. Yeah. He also says I, something I just would love to get your thought on. He says, Moses permitted divorce. Yeah. But it wasn't like this yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. Um, there's, am I wrong in feeling that, that one of the things Jesus is referencing there is, hey, we live in a fallen world. Yeah. And sometimes because of the context of civilizations and societies, things go a certain way. Mm. But that doesn't mean just because something's going that way that that's my father's heart for us. Yeah. Or that that's the ultimate, right? Right. So even if we might permit something, yeah. or I, I, Jesus, or I, I, God would permit my, my children to engage in something right. out of, out of giving them freedom to make a choice. Right. It doesn't mean that that's my heart for them. It doesn't mean that yeah. that's what I think the, the end result of a, of a, of a well-lived life looks like. Dude, exactly. Right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause that, that was just something that, you know, he kind of slips that in there. Yeah. But I just, to me, I really, that, that, that piece really, that's a huge you know? applicable part of this though. Yeah. Like it's just, there's so much freedom that Jesus gives us so yeah. much freedom. And yeah. that's why a lot of this is okay. That we're okay. That we're, we're talking about potentially applying some culture, a context here and trying to interpret it because it's, it's okay. We have the freedom to do that and we have the freedom to mess up and we have the freedom to do all this stuff. And there's, and there's all these wonderful things that can keep us connected to each other and to God. Yeah. And that's, and that's really huge. That's, yeah. that, I'm glad you brought that up. Exactly. So Jesus isn't saying that you guys have been blowing it for 2000 years. He's saying like, you don't, you don't understand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like that wasn't how it was intended, but yeah. you know, you guys have freedom. Yeah, and I, I love that it, it, like you said, there's this challenge and repost kind of culture thing going on. Yeah. That's very different, though, mm. than Jesus condemning. Yeah. Like, he, he points to the fact that for a time such as what existed before, yeah. my, my father allowed this. Yeah. And I just, I love your point because in each instance, yeah. what Jesus is pointing to is a reconciliation of his people. Yeah. As opposed to the division of his people, right? Is what you're getting at? Yeah. And, and so, and, and so after this, the disciples come up to him and say, Jesus, you know, we shouldn't just, we should just not get married then. And they're sort of halfway right, right? They're sort of trying to get there. Like, you know, under the pretenses that something happens and, and something happens with my wife that dishonors a family, I might as well not be married to her. Right. And like, maybe cause so we don't have to stone her or so we don't have to live in that shame. Yeah. Right. That's kind of what they're asking. And they're, and he doesn't rebuke them because they're not wrong necessarily. They're, they're getting what he's trying to say. They're understanding yeah. where he's going. And it, this is kind of apart from the Pharisees now. And, and he says to them, um, not all men can accept the statement, but only those to whom it has been given. And then he talks about eunuchs, right? And he says, for there are eunuchs who were born this way, that way from their mother's womb. And there are eunuchs who are made eunuchs by men. And there are also eunuchs who make themselves eunuchs for the sake of kingdom of heaven. He was able to accept this. Let him accept it. So eunuchs, born eunuchs, you know, eunuchs would have been dishonored, right? They would have been shamed. People born eunuchs would have been born in shame. People to be made eunuchs would have been made eunuchs in public, right? right? It would have been a public dishonoring. They would have lived in shame. People would have made themselves eunuchs. I don't know a lot of people who are able to crush their testicles with a sharp rock, but maybe he's talking about something literal, or maybe he's saying some people live in shame. Some people allow shame to live in their house and their families. Some people would rather live in shame than a divorce or wife even after she gets raped or even after they have an, an affair or even after this happens with honor. Maybe if something happens bad to you that dishonors you, maybe instead of achieving wrath and trying to regain that honor, maybe you just live in shame. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow, man. Wow, man. He saved that for his disciples. That's what he was given. And, and whoever can accept that, let him accept it. Right. That, right, right. I, I, um, I actually want to get into this, this eunuch discussion another night. Sure. I've got some thoughts on it, and what I, but I, I want to sit and have a chance to really kind of sit in and pray about and think about your take on that. Yeah. I think there's some, just a take on it. Yeah. Yeah, but I think there's some amazing stuff in there and an angle that I didn't see before. Yeah. And I won't get into it tonight, but I thought Jesus was talking about something else there. Yeah, that's all right. I'm, I'm, that would be awesome talking and about the contrast. The reality is, is even if he is talking about something else, I, it actually supports your main point with the chapter of Matthew 19. So yeah. I 100% am jiving with where you took us yeah. on that. Um, you know, it's it, and it, you know, you started off by hitting this, but it's just a so important that we understand the cultural context of things. Yeah. Well, you know what? We weren't going to go this way with it initially, but we started off talking about stupid Yahoo News and, right. and the, how important might it have been for that woman who wound up in jail for three days with a three-year-old baby <laughs> yeah. shitting and pissing in a cell floor yeah, yeah. right in Dubai, right? right? How important it might it have been for her to understand the cultural context of things? Yeah. Instead sure. of, right? Instead of just understand. Just, just Google it. Look at one yeah. article about it, right? about cultural differences. And instead of telling everybody that Jesus hates gays, why don't you just look at one article about it and maybe we yeah. don't have to have conflict. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we don't have to just fight. All yeah. the fucking time. Then you don't have to read the whole Bible and realize that Jesus doesn't hate anybody. But <laughs> hey, that's a whole other, you know. No, that's that's good, man. Well, let's um, we'll, we'll we can wrap for tonight on that one. But I I want to stew on that a little bit. So yeah, we, may, we may have to lead off next segment with where we ended tonight. Oh, I love to. Um, and you need to go see Black Klansmen. Yeah. So I'm gonna throw out our, our promise to any potential audience that we yeah. are gaining. We are going to you and I make an effort. To see some movies together, yeah, so that we can we can we can do our movie reviews. Yes, sir. We didn't get to do that the other night because we had stuff going on scheduled yeah, to yeah. match up, but we both wanted to see that flip. Hashtag but, Adult Life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hashtag Crunkfish. There you go. In fact, that's the way we're going to end tonight, guys. Hashtag Crunkfish. Crunkfish. Nick, you got anything? Nah, dude. We love y'all. Out. <laughs>